and welcome to the Travel Loving Moms podcast. I'm your host, Penny. I have the pleasure of talking with moms from all over the world who travel with their kids. They share their travel stories, their how-to tips, and mom advice with us. I'm sure you will enjoy listening to them talk as much as I enjoy talking with them. All right then, let's get started on today's episode. and welcome to episode 33. My guest today is a mom to one little boy. She is from Seattle but now lives in France. She left her corporate career in aerospace to pursue her love of travel around the world. She is a writer for Scary Mama and Motherly. I'd like to welcome my guest Shauna with Shauna Denzart and OutMommyAndAbout.com. Hey Shauna, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm glad to be on. Now, where are you calling in from today? Right now I'm in France. Oh, what part of France? The south of France. I'm in Toulouse. I don't know if you're familiar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never been to France, so. <laughs> it's really hot here. Oh, y'all haven't hit your fall yet? Not yet. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, okay. Well, I'll send some your way because we, <laughs> we're kind of in it now. Um, it's like trying to decide. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> Wonderful. Now you, could you tell us some more about you and your family and what led you to France? Sure. Um, my husband's French actually. So that's kind of why we are here. Um, I'm from Seattle originally and I moved to Texas for work. I was working for a French company, and that's where I met my husband. Um, So we were living in the States for a little while, and, you know, I felt like he had experience living in my culture, so I kind of wanted to experience his. So about three years ago, we moved to Paris, and then now we're in the south of France, and we have a baby boy who just turned one years old. Um, His name is Miles, and he is on lots of adventures with us. That's awesome that y'all can share that with him. Yeah, it's great. So if since you've had him in France, is he considered French now or how does that work since you're American? He has dual citizenship. So really lucky that he can kind of decide when he gets older where he wants to live. Um, Because he was born here, he's French, but he also has American citizenship. So just because I'm American, he gets it by default. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's going to work out for him in the long run, I think. Now, will y'all stay in France for as long as possible, or y'all have any desire to come back to the States? I actually do have a desire to come back to the States. I miss it a lot. It was a a bit of a transition uh, moving all the way across the world and now having a baby and being so far from my friends and family. I definitely want to go home. Um, so right now we're kind of in the limbo of like deciding exactly where we want to go. And so, right. I don't have a good answer right now, except for that. Yes. I want to return to the States. No, I totally can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Especially having a little one. It's hard. So does his family not live over there or y'all just not close to them? His family lives in France, but not where we are. So we still have to make 
a long trip to go see them. So it's not like they're down the street or something. I think if they were, it might make things a little different. Um, and then his family is also kind of spread out. So I have some in-laws that are in London, which is great because it gives us an excuse to go visit there. Um, but they're also not super close. So there isn't anywhere in France that's very, like, feels like, oh, we have a bunch of friends and family here. So mm -hmm. because of that, I think uh, we're, we're ultimately going to end up back in the States. But it's a long process for that to happen. So we're kind of waiting on that right now. Since you live in France and y'all have such easy access to um, all the surrounding countries and everything, do, do y'all make it to other countries or do y'all just kind of visit around France? We get out of France as often as possible because exactly what you said, it's super easy to go to get different countries here. So we actually just got back um, recently from visiting, I think we went to five European countries in one trip. Um, it's very similar to visiting the states, like visiting, you know, between states. Um, so like going from, I'm from Seattle. So going from like Seattle to Los Angeles, it feels kind of like that when I go to London or Amsterdam or Copenhagen, just like a two hour plane ride, or I guess a long train ride if you want to go that route. Um, but we do like to take advantage of getting around Europe as much as possible while we're over here for sure. Oh yes, definitely. Do you prefer flying or do you have y'all tried the train? Well, we've done the train. It's so interesting because the people I have back home talk a lot about coming to Europe and taking the trains from country to country. And I think in theory, it sounds really nice. But when you have a baby, it makes the trip a lot longer. And well, it makes the trip a lot longer anyway. But with a baby, it's much different. So if I'm going to choose a seven and a half hour train ride or a two hour plane ride, I'm definitely taking the plane. Um, but we have taken the train for shorter distances. So I think we're, we were leaving Amsterdam and going to Brussels and we took the train. It was like an hour and a half, I think, or two hours. That was fun. Like that it's a much less hassle. There's not the security at, that you have at the airport. Um, and you can kind of get up and move around. You can take the stroller on. You can keep the baby in the stroller so he can take a nap. Like, it makes it a lot easier, but it can be a lot longer. So there's, like, a trade-off, I guess. For me, I prefer the plane just because I'd rather get there quickly. Um, if we had a really super fast train, I would take it for sure. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the – price-wise like which would be cheaper to do if you were traveling around from country to country over there well you would think it would be a train and I think a lot of people do think it's a train and I think I thought it was a train before but it's not always so often I will look at both options and sometimes the train will be twice or three times as expensive as taking the plane which is shocking to me but yeah it's the case. So it really depends. Um, you can get really cheap airfare. Like, I think, I don't remember where we were flying into because we, we just did a big trip, but one of our flights was like 25 bucks one way. So almost nothing. If we would have taken a train, it would have been like 200. So it really depends. Um, sometimes it's easier or it's less expensive to take the train and sometimes it's less expensive to take the plane. It just really depends. And that's kind of opposite over here. Not a yeah, lot of definitely. people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
I don't, I don't think a lot of Americans know that there's trains over here. Um, <laughs> I don't really know about the trains over there, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, it's, there's a lot. And I didn't know until I just got to researching and everything. And um, the trains are actually a lot cheaper than the air flights. I'm you sure. Can, <laughs> you can fly anywhere for $25 over here. You no, know that. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, at least a couple hundred bucks, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're lucky, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, de- I definitely am taking advantage of the opportunities here. And so while we are here, I want to visit as many places as possible because there are just so many great countries and it's not something that's easy to do. Like if we do move back to the States, it's not going to be easy to do the same thing. We're not going to be able to just go to a bunch of countries in one trip. So mm-hmm. trying to do that while we're here. And the plane flight would be a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and actually, the the United States is much bigger than I even understood while living there. I think I understood it more when I moved here and realized that, like, I could take a one-hour flight and go to a bunch of different countries, where mm-hmm. in the States, that's, you could take a one-hour flight in Texas and still be in Texas. <laughs> so it's <laughs> just kind of huge. Um So yeah, it's a lot different over here. Where do y'all usually stay when you go somewhere? Well, I'm writing travel content, so I'm partnering with a lot. So, I mean, we've always kind of stayed in hotels or Airbnbs. um, Mm -hmm. But since I started writing travel content, I've been partnering with more hotels and kind of like niching in... um, traveling with a baby so I'm looking when I travel I'm looking for hotels that are like targeted toward people traveling with a baby and partnering with them so because of that being kind of my business now I'm staying in hotels a lot more before I was staying in Airbnbs a bit more but I think now we're pretty much hotel focused Awesome. And I'm so glad you brought that up because um, so basically you're kind of like an influencer. I don't, I wouldn't say that at all. (laughs) And I, I hear that a lot, but I wouldn't say that at all because um, I don't, I guess I'm not sure is the answer. Um, I, I write a lot. And so what I find from influencers who have a whole lot of followers on Instagram, they post a picture and that's very valuable. Like posting a picture or a video of a hotel tour is super valuable for an influencer. It's not as valuable for me because I like to write about my experience. It's, I'm not like great at photography. I'm not, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not great at like taking videos of myself talking on my stories or anything like that. So I don't really think if I am an influencer, I'm a really bad one. I think I'm, (laughs) I'm much more of a writer and, um, So when I do work with hotels, that's often kind of what they come at me with is like an influencer package. And I always have to clarify with them that what I'm offering is actually much more geared toward writing and like written publications rather than photography and videos and things like that. Um, Because I just don't think that's really what I'm good at. But I guess they're kind of like, they're kind of a bit of each other, I guess, when it comes to like bloggers and influencers, they're kind of like go together a little bit. Yeah, I think it's about one and the same. But like yeah. you said, 
basically when you think of influencers, yes, it is people with Instagram followers and they're taking pictures or videos. So yes, but I'd never thought, well, since you write for motherly and scary mama, which I looked yeah. it up and they have, they have huge followings. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And yeah. So since you write for them, then that's how you uh, come to the hotels and say, well, I I write for this and this, and this is their followings. This is what I can provide. Yes. So, actually, you, you in a way you are an influencer, yeah. but it's just another type. And I didn't know that there was other types either. So I'm glad you you know shared that with us for people that aren't good at video or don't want to yeah, be. In yeah. yeah, I love that. So thank you so much for kind of clarifying that a little bit. Yeah, of course. I think it's really cool for us to all kind of find our, if we're creative and like have this passion to follow that, I think for finding like what we're good at and what we, what we like to do is important. And Mm -hmm. so the typical idea of an influencer that people think of is somebody who takes a bunch of beautiful pictures and like maybe, you know, very fashionable and all of these things. And I don't fit into that, but I kind of found a way to make it my own, I guess. And I think that people are doing that all over the place. And so I should probably let my idea of what an influencer is evolve a little bit (laughs) along with (laughs) my beliefs. So yeah, probably a good conversation to be having. Yeah, no, I think it's good. Now, could you tell us a little bit about writing for Scary Mama and Motherly and like how that came about for you? Yeah, it's Scary Mommy and Motherly. And, um, when I, how, I'm trying to think of when that started, because I'm obviously still kind of a new mom. My son just turned one. Um, and during, so I was writing before I became a mom, not related to parenting, of course. And <laughs> I, I got pregnant and my motivation to write just plummeted. Like I, I didn't have it in me. I didn't have motivation. I didn't have any spark. It was just kind of all gone. I just you know, pregnancy does weird things to your brain. And for me, it took all of that passion away. Um, And then I was maybe a couple of months postpartum. And like, I was writing letters to my son. And, you know, after you have a baby, it's the hormones, everything is just all over the place. So I was having like writing really emotional letters to my son, and it sparked this new passion for writing. And he was all of a sudden my life, like all of a sudden, like my entire life shifted to this little baby boy. And so I started writing about my experiences parenting. And I don't remember what the first article I wrote. Um, I think it was called when your baby teaches you what Google, what Google cannot, um, Mm -hmm. because I found myself on Google trying to understand my baby when (laughs) He was right in front of me, kind of showing me what he needed. Um, so I wrote this and I submitted it to the first one, I think was Scary Mommy. And um, yeah, I just submitted some work to them and they liked it and they wanted to publish it. So it kind of snowballed from there. And I um, did the same thing with Motherly. I submitted an article and um, it's it's like that with those big publications, you know, you can submit article but they can get you know hundreds in one day or something and so often you'll never hear back but I guess I got lucky and I had a you know a good topic to write about so they um, snatched it up and 
then from there I started my own blog and so while I still write for some publications I also have my own blog that's more geared toward traveling with a baby so I get, I get to kind of write about everything that I want to write about which is pretty cool to have that, that freedom. Well I love that and I think one of my questions would be and you don't have to answer it but what's an incentive for writing for them do they is there any um, cut for you or anything? It depends who you're writing for and whether you're a staff writer or not. I would say the answer is really it depends. Um, there, are, I've written for publications that I have been paid for and I've written for publications that I have not been paid for. Um, obviously, writing for larger publications allows you some exposure that writing for smaller publications does not. So there is incentive there in that and having it on your resume, your writing resume is saying, hey, I wrote for this person and that is incentive enough for a lot of writers. Um, so I've written for free and I've written and been paid for my articles. So it really just depends. Um, and I wouldn't submit something that I wasn't going to get paid for if I didn't feel like it was going to be worth it, um, I guess, is the best answer. Um, but yeah, there are plenty of plenty of publications that will pay you and then plenty that won't. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer because like you said, sometimes it's just worth the exposure and just being yeah. out there and stuff. So and and that's pays twofolds, you know, in the long run. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's it like being a new mom and traveling with a baby? Oh man, I, it's almost like I don't know any different, like they go together for me because I didn't really, like, it's not like I stopped traveling when I had a baby. Um, so I only really know motherhood while traveling, I guess. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, the first place we went to was Greece. That was the first like far away place we went to, you know, outside of flying to Paris a couple of times. Um, we went to Greece with my son and he, we got to Greece and he started sleeping through the night and he was like in such a good mood. You know, he was just like on, it was like an on week. It was like one of those weeks where like everything is going right. And I'm like, you know what? My son, he just loves to travel is what I came out of it with. Like I had the idea that he was just a traveling baby and he thrived in this like environment where things are different and like you're in a new culture and there's a new new atmosphere and all of these things so I I went into that or I left that experience kind of with that in mind and then the next time we traveled it was complete opposite and no sleep and up all night and you know just a complete 180 from what it was before and so I don't know. It's so interesting. Like every time is a new experience. And so I think there is, there's that saying that people, I don't remember what it is. You probably know where people talk about um, traveling with kids is just parenting in a new location. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like undermining what you can get from traveling with children. And I firmly don't believe in that saying at all. I think it's, it's much more than that. Um, but it's also a total gamble every time. Like every time we leave, we, we wonder, okay, this could go really well. It could be really challenging. 
and it could be somewhere in the middle and like all of it is going to be okay um but yeah I don't know it's been obviously exciting I mean going somewhere new is always exciting um I think it's made my first year of motherhood more challenging and also way richer in so many areas um I think that there are times that we could have just stayed home and it might have been easier. Um, like we would have slept a little bit better. We wouldn't have done the whole plane with the baby and all of that. But there are so many experiences we would have missed out on. And that would have been such a shame that we didn't take take those experiences um, when, they, when the opportunities presented, presented themselves. So it's so many things. It's like every emotion I can give you. Aww. And that is so sweet. And just listening to you talk about that makes me think about my first year with my daughter. Um, yeah. It, I didn't, of course, I didn't travel or anything with her, but my parents, because um, I'm a single parent, I was staying with them at the time. And they said, take her first year off of work. We will help you, you know, take the first year off. That way you don't miss anything. Right. Wait, am I glad they gave me that opportunity? Because, yeah. Just the stuff they go through in that first year is amazing. There's so much. (laughs) Yes. And I was thinking, too, when you were talking, that little boy is probably going to be the the most (laughs) (laughs) well-traveled. He is. (laughs) I know. I know my, um, my family back home is like, he probably has more stamps on his passport than I do. And it, he would, except for that we're travel in Europe, we need to travel on his French passport rather than his American oh. passport. And so he, he doesn't get all the stamps. So everyone back home is like, that's such a shame. He doesn't get all the stamps. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. it's kind of a shame. But yeah, I think he's been to like eight or nine countries so far. Yeah. So he's he's doing pretty well, I think. He's been more in one year than most of us will ever go in our lifetime. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, the only reason is because I'm living in Europe. It would not be the case if I was still living in the U.S. There's no way. It's just we. I have this unique opportunity. It's not um, it's not out of anything in you know huge that I'm doing. I just happen to live somewhere where it's really easy to travel and really financially possible to do so, which I'm very grateful for. And I think that's awesome. And I applaud you for doing that. Especially, like you said, you're living over there. Why not? You know, yeah. it's like over here, we could probably stay in one state for all our life and never visit anything else because it's the United States. Yeah. But over there, it is different and everything is a lot cheaper to get to and, and stuff. So I love that. And I love that y'all are giving him that experience and, and, um, hopefully taking a lot of pictures so you can share it with yeah. when it gets older. <laughs> we do. We actually got a camera um, right before I had him because we thought, you know what, like phone pictures are great, but it would be really cool to have some nice photos of him. And that is like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a minimalist in my lifestyle, but that was one thing that I was like, so glad that we purchased and I tell new moms all the time like this is one thing that I don't think you will regret if you buy so we do have plenty of good pictures what kind of advice could you give for someone wanting to travel with a baby like um what's the best way to pack for them what's the the number one thing that you would never leave without uh that that kind of advice for us 
Yeah, there, there are so many things. Um, the packing, a lot of people like the packing cubes that I haven't actually used before. Um, I think because I try to pack as, like the least amount of things as possible. So if I'm going somewhere, I try to pack just enough diapers, just enough formula, whatever it is for the trip. And then I make sure ahead of time that I can buy it wherever I'm going, like buy what I need wherever I'm going. So sometimes that means like contacting pharmacies or grocery stores ahead of time um, to make sure that they carry whatever I need for the baby. Um, but it, it kind of depends on like how you like to travel. So I don't like to check luggage. I would prefer to just bring a carry on and bring a diaper bag and like bring everything my son needs in the diaper bag. And that means I don't get to bring, you know, 50 diapers or whatever he needs for however long we're gone. Um, so I bring as little as possible. Um, one thing that I did, I think the first trip we, we took and I've done every trip since is I have joined Facebook groups for if I'm traveling internationally to a place that doesn't speak English or like English is not the primary language, I will join an expat Facebook, Facebook group for um, like Athens is the first one that I'm thinking of. So I joined like the Athens expat Facebook group. And then I went on there and I asked questions. So I asked like, is the, is Athens stroller friendly or should I bring a baby carrier? Like, where can I find this type of formula? Um, what kind of stores sell diapers? Because some places it's the pharmacy, some places it's a supermarket and some places it's a completely different store. You just never know, like going to new countries. Um, I did the same thing when I went to Berlin recently and they told me about something that I would have never known to search for in my maps. And it's like a, I can't remember the name. It's a kinder, kinder something, um, kinder cafe. And they are basically like cafes that have an area for babies to play in. So you can go have a coffee and they have a toy area, a play area. So things like this that I would never know to look for. Um, the Facebook groups have been super helpful for that. So I joined like an expat Facebook group if I need an English speaking group of people. And if I know that if it's like England, then I don't have to look for an expat group because everyone speaks English. So I can look specifically for a mom or parenting group. And that is super helpful because you can say, hey, what if it's raining all day? Like, where, where's a good place to take my nine-month-old baby or whatever you are traveling with? Um, so that has been, like, my number one tip that I give any parent traveling with kids is to join the Facebook groups and ask questions. Um, and then for packing, the one thing I try to never – well, no, I don't try. I make sure I never forget is my son has – it's kind of like a doo-doo. I don't, a lovey kind of, kind of thing. Um, is that what they're called in the U.S.? I'm not sure. Okay. It's like, um, their little thing that they hold and suck on, like not necessarily suck on, but they, they hold and keep, it has their smell on them and they, they need it to sleep, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, in France, they call it a doo-doo. And so we make <laughs> sure not to leave the house without that. Like 
if we left the house without that, we would probably miss our flight because we would be coming home and grabbing it. So whatever your kid needs, like if they have something they are very attached to, I I put that on, I make a packing list actually on my phone ahead of time so that like last minute going out the door, I go through everything and make sure there's nothing we're missing. Um, so things like that are super important. And then I figure anything else we can kind of grab on the way if needed. But yeah, I'm, I, I try to not pack a lot. So I'm, I'm not the best person to ask about packing, <laughs> packing things, I guess. Well, I don't know that anyone <laughs> really is. <laughs> but I do like that a lot of the things that you said, though, especially the Facebook group. Um, you're the, actually the second mom that I've talked to that has suggested that. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm glad others said, are doing it. Yeah, she said every time when she gets to a new place, she'll check Facebook groups for um, things to do with her children in that area. And I thought that was really neat. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, it's, it's really my lifesaver. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, and that's just one little thing that we don't really think about that yeah. um, is a really good tip. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. And actually, we when we were in Amsterdam recently, I posted because I didn't have a rain cover for the stroller, and I needed one like right away. <laughs> and I posted, and somebody gave me a response for somewhere to look, and it happened to be I just looked it up on my map, and it was like right down the street walked in they had the perfect cover that matched my stroller and it was just like had I not had that I don't I probably would have ran around to stores all afternoon long looking for something so it's really saved me for sure that's awesome thank you so much for sharing that yeah of course now Shauna thank you so much for being a guest today on the show yeah I appreciate you having me yeah, absolutely. Now, where can we follow you at? Um, mostly on Instagram. It's um, at Shauna Dinsart. It's S-H-A-U-N-A-D-I-N-S-A-R-T. That's where I post my travel content for the most part. Um, I also have a blog. It's called outmommingabout.com. And it's specifically for right now, it's moms traveling with babies because I have a baby, but he's going to grow up. So it'll be moms traveling with toddlers and then children. So um, I have plenty of, um, you know, tips for traveling with a baby, um, tips for traveling in specific cities with babies, and then hotel recommendations with the baby. Um, So I think that that can be helpful if you look that up on Facebook. It's not going to show any travel content. For the most part, I use my Facebook page to kind of share the memes that I need to get out for the day of like the challenges of parenting and a little bit of dark humor. So if you're into that, you can look up Out Momming About on Facebook. And that's about it, I think. Wonderful. And I'll make sure to link that. I'll also link uh, the Scary Mommy and the Motherly. Um, the yeah, if, you, if you'd like to, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until next time, may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome. Oh, my goodness. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. I just love how the moms are so open and honest about their life and their family. You can subscribe to hear every episode on anchor.fm or Spotify. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Travel Loving Moms. 
You can also find some great resources, books I love, and more guest info on the website at www.travellovingmoms.com. One more thing. If you're saying to yourself, Self, I would love to be a guest on the podcast, but what do I need to do to make that happen? Well, let me tell you, it's easy. Go to www.travellovingmoms.com slash be a guest. Fill out the guest form. I look forward to hearing from you soon. So thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful day.